Jesse Fentress, and welcome to Season 5 of the Getting Into Good Trouble podcast, where we get into good trouble so you don't have to. In this episode, we will be continuing Part 2 of the Hungarian Teacher podcast from Season 4, Episode 19. There's been a lot of changes since the last podcast, so we're here to share some updates and give deeper insights to this protest. I'm here with Olivia Boismati, our co-host. Yes, hello, and I am with Annabelle Bolton and Emily Thompson. Hi. Hi. Now I'm going to pass it on to Annabelle, who is going to reiterate the history that led up to this issue. This protest started on October 5th, 2022. It started because of the firing of five Hungarian teachers from the capital. They were fired because they were protesting for better working wages and safety. Hungary's inflation rate, now running at 24%, has eroded teacher wages that were already below the national average and ranked second to last among OECD countries, according to the 2021 data says a Reuters written article by Boldazar Gori. As the protest grows, thousands of teachers have stopped working and started fighting for their rights. This affects the entire country and world because the kids are not being taught. Thank you, Annabelle. Emily, can you explain the current state of this protest? Sure. Since the last podcast on this protest, there has been a lot of change. Um, speaking of, a law was put in store after the teachers had this big protest, and this was called the Revenge Law. The people named it this because after they protested, the government decided to start creating this law. This law basically um, took away teachers' rights as public employees, gave them less money and more work hours. They can also make teachers drive even farther to get to a school that's way out of their zone. They can do a lot of things that they couldn't before, and it's making it even worse for teachers. As it grows worse for teachers, it also gets worse for the students because they're not learning as much and their teachers are not um, lucky and they're not doing well and they deserve a lot more than they are getting. So this is more about uncovering a deeper issue. It's not just about the teachers' rights. It's also about their right to protest. Now, we will be going into the discussion portion of the podcast where we will be discussing the questions we have had. All of the answers will be based on facts, so you as a listener can come to your own conclusions. The first question we have is what made the government use the revenge law? We're not fully sure on why they decided to use this revenge law because it's a very serious law and it does a lot to the teachers. Um, Hungarian governments haven't really disclosed why they did this in any of the English articles that we had read. But we do know that the law goes into effect on January 1st, 2024, um, and we're still waiting to figure out why. Our second question is what are the steps that this protest can take next? So there are multiple different ways that this protest can go for there to be some next steps taking place. Some of them could be going to the Capitol and talking to different politicians and asking them what they can change or creating different laws to keep give the teachers more money. The pros to this are that the teachers will go back in the school and more people will be taught, but the cons are that they could end up losing more money than they started off with. I agree with that, but there are many ups and downs with all of the scenarios that they could use to move forward with this protest. I feel like we want to encourage something peaceful, but also both sides saying what they want because the government obviously needs the teachers for the economy and things like that and teaching um, young students and if this law causes teachers to leave then that could be a very bad situation so they really need to think about the solution of moving forward in the protest because protesting didn't seem to really communicate well with the um, with the government. 
I agree with that, but I think that the longer that the protest goes on, the more teachers will be added to it and the more teachers will leave. Like they could leave the country to go teach somewhere else. I agree with all of this and I think it's great that we're talking about keeping a peaceful protest while others can still have their voice. So why did this start? Let's talk about that. So this protest started because of the firing of five Hungarian teachers, like we said before on the podcast, and they started protesting for their rights and their wages. Emily? And this subject was definitely touched upon in the last podcast, so if you want some more information, definitely go and check it out there. I would also like to say it's kind of like their right to speak out, and they want um, to be able to talk about this, and so that's kind of where it started, and the government kind of disagreed with what they were saying. We're not saying one side is right or wrong, but there definitely was a big disagreement that started this dispute. Now the last question before our interview, what is the impact of all of this? This is obviously making a huge impact on the education system with students, children, parents, with everyone. And a lot of teachers have been going on strike and pledging to not come back to teaching after the January 1st, 2024, like revenge law comes out. Um, So this would have a big impact on the education system itself and the economy of the government. It's also affecting the kids and how far back they're going because let me make it clear, like, how long the protest has been going on. It's been going on for over a year. And that means that these kids that had those people as teachers have lost learning opportunities. They've lost basically a year of learning. So it's really going to hurt the economy in that sense. And I think it's also shown the rest of the world about what can happen when the teachers aren't getting paid correctly or when the government and the teachers aren't communicating. And I think that's a big part of it. Communication between the governments and teachers is very important in a way that they both understand each other because this all started from, as we said earlier, a kind of argument or a disagreement between the two. Today we will be meeting with Ms. Lindstrom. She is the head of school at Mount Vernon, but she has also had experiences with teaching. We will be asking Ms. Lindstrom some very important questions. She has worked outside of the country and knows a lot of inf- information about the subject. Okay, so what has your experience been as being a teacher so far? In general, I think um, it brings me joy and inspiration to work with young people. And I am very interested in how the brain works and how we learn. And so to be able to engage every day and marry the science of how the brain works with the relationships of connecting people, um, you know, it's been my lifelong dream. It's what I've always done and will continue to do. Awesome. Um, So where have you been in the world and how can this relate to your teaching? So like, have you traveled for? Right, so um, I've had the opportunity to work and teach in schools in in three countries, in Sweden and Belgium and the US. And that's been really interesting because each country has its own approach to education. And so I've been able to see while we're all trying to create and support human beings as they mature and thrive. It looks different on how you get there each time. And so I've been able to learn different things. You, uh, in Scandinavian education, there's a lot of focus on agency for young people from a very young age and learn through play and help kids take responsibility and be very independent with their thinking and their doing. 
Um, in Belgium, there's a more classical approach, but leaning on foundational learning that then students can depend on and build on. And then in the U.S., you know, I see this fearless, entrepreneurial kind of approach to I can do this and to give tools like design thinking or different ways of communication to express yeah. themselves. Okay, so a little bit about the Hungarian teacher protest is that the teachers weren't getting paid enough. And so actually their paycheck was reduced by 23%. And so a lot of teachers started protesting about their wages. And this made a lot of other teachers quit their jobs in Hungary. So over a few thousand teachers have quit their jobs just to start being in the protest. What would you say that you would do about that if you were managing teachers? You know, I'm heartbroken to hear it because I believe teachers do it one of our most society important jobs. So, um, you know, what could I do to help teachers? I think in that moment is to sit down and listen and, and try and create a connection as opposed to us and them and, and figure out, okay, what can we do? What, what can we do now? What can we do over time? I think that collective action is, is a call and wants to be heard. And so I think at that point, were I in those shoes as an employer, I would be trying to listen. I recognize there are huge parameters at play. Mm -hmm. There are so many aspects. It's a very complex question, but there are also short-term and long-term issues. Short-term, how do we get teachers in the classroom tomorrow? Because mm -hmm. every day that goes by, kids are missing out. But long-term, how do we inspire another generation to choose teaching as a career? And so, yes, it's connected to wages, but society-wise, there are even bigger aspects considering how teachers have such an impact on, on our communities. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Ms. Lundstrom, for the interview and the insights on what it's like to be a teacher and the head of school. We used your information to get a better understanding of what the teachers must feel like in the protest. Now we want to leave our listeners with something to think about. When we take into account everything that we've learned, we realize that this issue reflects an overall issue. It's not fully about the teachers protesting for better working wages. It's also about their right to protest. Because after they did do this protest, the government basically said that they would get fired if they had any involvement with a strike or a protest. It reflects back to their basic human rights, and we want to leave you to think about this. What if you had something to say or wanted to make a change, and you were basically, that right was taken away from you? Thank you so much for listening to the Getting Into Good Trouble podcast. Here are our sources. Teachers in Hungary protest revenge education reform bill from Euronews. Hungarian protest against new teachers law, police violence, in a Reuters article. Hungary's revenge bill against teachers, students, parents, Heinrich Stefan, Prague office, Czech Republic, Slovakia, Hungary. Hungarian students pushed for higher teacher wages in protest march from AP News. Thank you again. Mm -hmm.